You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get up in the evening feeling like Craig Thompson. Yeah. Grab my laptop, set up my mic, I'm gonna rant and rave some. Before I record, grab a glass of Coke and Jack. Cause when we began recording, I know I'm not refilling that. Talking pre all the games. Analyzing stats and plays. Laughing, poking fun at names. Jeremy reads and quotes Phil Steele zine. Pulling up numbers and reads. Starting to get a bit off topic, see? What? Don't stop, make it hot, yell about the games not. Chris will start a fight about the rankings tonight. Mountain West connection and the hot takes don't stop now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't stop, make it hot, yell about the takes not. Chris will start a fight about the rankings tonight. Mountain West connection and the hot takes don't stop now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're biased against your team and we make that clear. Don't get paid, don't ever fade, cause we're already here. Talk about hoops and football, cause we got all the swagger. Sometimes guests come on the show, but we never have Mick Jagger. All the writers cramping up. Matt's throwing his arms up. Kyle's got all the funny stuff. We go until SBN shuts us down, or Mountain West hunts us down. Mount West shuts us down, nobody's gonna shut us down. Don't stop, make it hot, yell about the takes not. Chris will start a fight about the rankings tonight. Mountain West connection and the hot takes don't stop now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't stop, make it hot, yell about the takes not. Chris will start a fight about the rankings tonight. Mountain West connection and the hot takes don't stop now. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Take too many to count. We're attempting to discuss Troy versus Boise State. Jeremy Moss here. Adam Luckett, are you on the line? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here, Jeremy. Can you hear me? Oh, my goodness. It's miraculous. <laughs> it's a miracle. This happened. I hate technology tonight so much. What did you say? It's a, it's a Monday, right? Is that what we're going to blame this on? Yeah, just the Monday blues. It's all Monday's fault. And, and Zencaster, too. Is that fair, too? We'll throw them under the bus yeah. tonight. Yeah. We can throw a little shade to Zencaster as well. Exactly. So we're going live. If you're listening to this live and have tuned in about 10 minutes ago, I apologize for that nonsense. But for those podcasting after the fact, I'm going to tighten this up and make it a good 15-minute show, hopefully. But the plan... Jeremy Moss here again, Adam Luckett. Uh, he does things for Underdog Dynasty. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter as well. He does some. I noticed your recent top 25 basketball. That was interesting with the draft coming up. Yeah, that's timely, uh, but. I get but a, yeah, that's a little a, bit of everything over here just when I can. So, go, but with football go. coming up, we're about to, you know, go all in. I think we're down to 68, 67 days till oh. the season starts. So, it'll be here before we know it. August 26th. Can't get here soon enough. Camp start the last week of July now. But, uh, yeah, give give Adam a follow there. Adam Luckett, 
BOS on Twitter. And this is one of the quick hits. I know I've been absent from doing these. Uh, been going through some changes, uh, trying to figure out what's going on here. But we're back. What we've been doing, Adam, is kind of like a post-spring. But we're at this point now, it's like we're kind of right in the middle. So let's just start with this. Troy, Boise State. I think it's going to be one of the sneaky good games of the week when it's uh, being played early, early in the season. So we'll give everyone a quick like uh, recap. What happened during spring? What's um, impact stuff? Kind of like what was your impression over the past couple months with this uh, Troy team? Okay. Well, uh, Troy's just coming off a huge season under uh, the second year under Neil Brown. Um, they reached double-digit wins for the first time as an FBS program. Um, and now they're entering this year as, you know, uh, one of the heavy favorites uh, to win the Sun Belt. Um, and a big, some big headlines from the spring. Brandon Silvers is going to be a four-year starter at quarterback. Um, he set out the spring with a mysterious finger injury. Um, we're not really sure what happened. They really didn't go into the details, but um, he's he's healthy now, and he'll be back 100% for the fall. Um, they're rebuilding the offensive line. Um, they're at, they get the conference leading rusher back, um, and they return all their receiving production from last year. So their offense is pretty much set. It's just rebuilding this offensive line. They only returned two starters in a – a uh, long-time left tackle, Antonio Garcia, uh, went off the board in the third round to the New England Patriots. So that's really the big question mark for that offense is who replaces Garcia. Um, and then uh, that running back, they brought in Memphis transfer, um, Jamarius Henderson, who uh, who was really kind of the star of the spring game, had, the, had about a 70-yard run, really the best play of the spring game. So expectations are high for him. Then on the other side of the ball um, – they're working on developing a pass rush. They lost um, Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Year, Rashad Dillard. Um, they brought in a JUCO by the name of Rasul Clemens, who um, comes from a, that East Mississippi um, Community College, the school that everybody knows from a last chance U. Um, and then linebackers, um, they're replacing the two starters in their 4-2-5 scheme. Um, they don't have much experience. Um, they're kind of shuffling positions there. So we'll see how those guys develop and then, um, Ryan Kay is the guy they lost who did the, both the punting and the kicking duties for them last year. So that's a question as well. But uh, just overall, the offense looks pretty stacked. They just got to fix that offensive line. And uh, defense, the big issue is going to be developing that pass rush because they returned everybody in the secondary. All right. That's great overview. I was looking through who's returning, who's not. So get a little tidbit about the, uh, I guess, let's go with minor injury. It's like we don't want to hurt something too much for the quarterback. But this offense was pretty good last year. Like you said, Neil Brown there, uh, if they have a good year, he probably might be. I see a few rumbling him on his way out, but we don't want to get to that part because that's uh, not the best news you want to hear from. Yeah. We know how it is. You got Jim McElwain from CSU, Mike McIntyre from San Jose State. They get the call up. Uh, but with what's going on with Troy, because this game is the opener, so it's not – I'm not sure how Troy's opened in the past. Boise State typically, for the most years, has it within the first three weeks have a big opponent, like when they played Oregon in the past, go to the Georgia Dome to play an SEC team. This game, like, I get, I, I kind of get why Boise's a big favorite, I guess, or I guess there's, what, a two-touchdown line kind of at the moment, maybe giving them, an, like, an 80% chance to win. This game's going to be close. Like, look at that offense. Like, what would, they get the extra running back with the Memphis transfer there, but, like, what was their, what what do people expect from the offense? Like you said, every nearly everybody's back in skill position, offense line, is a concern I looked at as well. You said missing a couple of guys, uh, the one tackle getting drafted. But what's their style of offense? Is this going to be what is it, pro style? They do any sort of uh, spread? Is it run, run heavy? I know they passed 3,000 yards last year. So 
give everybody kind of an idea of what Brandon Silvers will be doing if he's throwing the ball or just handing it off to Jamarius or a Jordan there. Yeah. Um, Troy runs an air raid offense. Neil Brown played for Hal Mummy at Kentucky. There we go. Um, <laughs> then he went to Troy – or then he served out as an assistant for a little bit. Um, he worked under Tony Franklin. Um, he went to Troy. He ended up being hired as Troy's old, old head coach, Larry Blakeney, who – um, kind of was forced to resign before they hired Neil Brown. He hired Brown as his offensive coordinator when he was like 27, 28 years old. And they had some really good success. They won some Sunbelt championships. And so anyway, they cut Brown was at ARA. He went to Texas Tech, had some success uh, with that offense under Tommy Tuberville, and then kind of rebuilt the Kentucky offense. Um, and now he got that Troy job. So, you know, they're going to spread it out. You're going to see a lot of three, four, five wide sets. Um, they really throw it um, laterally and then take then the time up their shots deep to stretch the field, you know, the 30, 40-yard vertical passes. You only see about two or three of those a game. But really they're just trying to get a defense going lateral. But the surprise, I think, for everybody with Brown at Troy has been um, how well they've been able to run the football, especially last year. Um, Jordan Shun, who's a big, bruising, about a 240-pound tailback, he uh, exploded last year. Um, for over 1,200 yards, and um, that was really a surprise to everybody how their physicality on offense. So what they're really going to do is they're going to spread the field, but they're still going to try to, you know, run the ball down your throat and uh, develop a physicality, and then that helps them open some stuff in the play-action passing game. It's going to be a tough one, man, because they put up points. They're all, Troy's always a good team, and looking at what Boise State, um, they have some good players returning in the second. They're like Tyler Horton's a pretty good guy out there, and so is like Cameron Hartsville, but they lose four of their top six players in the secondary last year they're going to be getting at it week one man because this is like i said this game well it's middle middle afternoon espnu matchup there's going to be mm-hmm. people who just scrolling through what a minute what's this 28 21 boise state troy i could see like 70 points being scored because boise's offense is very good as well they still have to replace jeremy mcnichols but you have brett rippon going to be right. a pretty good quarterback one day probably nfl within the next two years but boise also loses some defense as well so there there's going to be this over-under, probably out somewhere, but it's got to be at least 60 points, 70 points. I know it's on the blue turf, but what would um, Troy have to do like uh, defensively? Because like I said, Boise loses their top receiver from Thomas Burbeck. Jeremy McNichols in the NFL, but they have that starting quarterback with Griffin back in there. What's the, what do you expect from this Troy defense? They said they do lose not a ton, but they lose more than their offense did. Yeah, um, the crazy thing is with this Troy team, uh, you see – Neil Brown, you see air raid offense. You see all this ammo they have returning on offense. But really their defense ranked higher last year. I think in, uh, you know, some advanced stats, S&P Plus had Troy as a top 50 defense while their offense was only top 80. Um, so they really kind of they sneak up on you defensively-wise. Um, coordinator Vic Caning uh, has been a coordinator a bunch of places. Um, he's really done a great job with his defense. Um, they use a lot of speed. Um, they play five defensive backs at all times. Um, but, you know, the linebackers are a question. My big question for Troy is how they do against um, this passing game. Like, like you said, Boise, we're not really sure what to expect um, from the run game, losing McNichols. But uh, we know Rippon's a stud and then a wide receiver. Um, the, the, uh, Cedric Wilson, um, what I've limited, I've mm-hmm. seen of him, he's looked really solid. Um, Troy's got a good corner in Blaze Brown. He had like five or six picks last year. But uh, they're undersized, so I think Boise can really have an advantage, or advantage using some of the size they have, especially um, at the tight end position. 
So I think we could be looking at a shootout here. Yeah, looking at also kind of what Troy did before last year, I mean, they were like, I think part of the defense, a little bit like their turnover margin, they were what, plus 10 throughout last year? Is that? Yeah, they were plus 10. Fumble. It was 12th uh, in the country overall. Jeez, that's pretty good. Do you think that, I know turnover, there's kind of a luck factor a little bit, recovering fumbles when you don't give up. Was this more of, Mm -hmm. I'm not looking at it in front of me, more of them creating turnovers, or is this more of them holding on to the ball? Where because that could go both ways. You don't turn over or you create the turnovers. It was honestly more just creating turnovers. Their defense, you know, just had a lot. They just had a lot of speed, especially to that that level of you know in the Sun Belt. Um, and they just really hung their head on being able to force turnovers, whether it's interceptions or fumbles. And then um, I mean, offensively, Silver's threw a fair share of interceptions, but. Um, they just did a good job with, uh, you know, always forcing turnovers. I believe in the bowl game against Ohio, I think they forced five or six turnovers, and that was really the reason they won without those uh, turnovers. They Ohio might have won by, you know, 10 to 14 points. Okay, I'm going to ask you a very off-ball question you may not know, but you might know, just because that last name, uh, Conning, uh, rang a bell with me. Is he related to, like, Les Conning or Les Conning Sr.? Yes, I believe they're brothers. Um, I'm not 100% positive on that, but I know they're the re- all related for a fact. The reason I bring that up, because I see Les Conning, he was at like Texas, he's at um, UAB right now, but I believe Les Conning Sr. was a high school head coach of where I went to in Houston, Texas. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, I don't know, I just, I just, that name world. is brought up, I'm like, I would ask, I'm like, that name, it's not too familiar, I'm like, I'm looking through a few things right now. We, high school is okay down in Houston, but it was just uh, like that name looks familiar. I looked up Les Conning, but I see the current coach. I'm like, that's that can't be him. So maybe. So it's kind of a coaching family there a little bit yeah, here I, and there. So it's a yeah. Bit, they are, I guess. I'm pretty sure they are related. I can't. I just did a quick Google search. I couldn't find it for sure. But Conning, uh, he used to, he was the coordinator for North Carolina back in. Looks like he got dismissed in 2014. I know North Carolina had a really bad defense there. Um, with the door, but he's come in at Troy and has really done an excellent job. Yeah, it looks like he's also at Wyoming for a while, too. I just, that name, I looked it up really quick. I'm like, it doesn't say for sure, but it makes sense. So it's kind of a little random college football <laughs> name through to see how he's been around coaching. Is there anything with this um, Troy team, like, what would you say? I know, I, well, I'll let you say because I'm not going to speak for you, but like, what's the biggest asset of this team? Like, they're going to do good because of like A, B, or C. Not just in the Boise game, but overall. Well, just having that senior quarterback in Silvers, I think, is really going to steady them. Um, four-year starter, he's seen it all. He's ran – even before Brown, they ran the same kind of system. Um, when Brown came in, he kept um, the wide receiver coach, who's kind of like the de facto offensive coordinator. So, um, he's really experienced. So, I think their offense is really going to be able to move the ball on most of the teams they play. Um, they have good balance, whether it's run or pass. Um, so I think they're going to be able to you know, put up some points this year and have a chance to be maybe one of the best offenses in the group of five. It's just uh, that defensive issues, um, it's going to be, you know, uh, rushing the passer and uh, how that how the, these, how they plug in these linebackers and how they adjust. All right, so in this particular game, like what's your kind of um, – I know it's middle of the summer – what, but right now, what's kind of like your early off the cuff, like what could happen in this game? What do you maybe see playing out or in this game yeah. specifically? How, what do you think Troy can do? Because it is on the road up in Boise. It is the opener for both teams. 
yeah, I think Troy caught a bit of a break. Um, I believe this game is at what one forty-five local time there in yeah. Bo- or, or two something like that, two o'clock local time there in Boise. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think Troy can maybe go in there. Um, Boise's replacing a lot on offense. Um, they got to figure out, you know, the running back situation. Um, they're plugging in some new offensive linemen, so I think Troy could really get off to a fast, maybe get out to a quick, you know, 7-14, 14-7, something like that lead. But I think in the end, uh, Boise State just got more talent. I think they have a little bit more weapons. Um, I think that, that pass rush, like I was talking about, struggles to get to rip in, and he really dices up this Troy defense in the second half. I think Boise pulls away late, but I think everybody comes away from that game saying, wow, Boise State's pretty good again. This ripping's the real deal, but, hey, keep an eye on Troy. Um They've got a solid team, and Neil Brown's a rising star as a coach. And just last year, they went to Clemson second game of the year and uh, played the eventual national champions to a three-point game, and they were really in that game the entire 60 minutes. Yeah, I expect this, like I said earlier at the very beginning, a sneaky good game. People should tune into this, not because you and me like both teams and everything and cover them, but this would be a matchable point. I think with, uh, with Brett Rippon, from what I see in the show, kind of my quick synopsis real quick. He has gotten better, but he does have games where, like you said, if Troy can create turnovers, when Rippin is mm-hmm. not at his best, obviously the team doesn't play well, but he he got a little bit better last year. But first year when he was a starter, like if he has, it's, it's kind of cliche to say, if you have two turnovers or two interceptions, you're not going to play well. But there's times if they can cause him trouble and he struggles to get a good completion percentage from that defense, that that's how Troy can make something happen because he we always hear it's good Brett Rippin or bad Brett bad Brett Rippin and it just kind of depends and he it can be hit or miss in some random games and so I think with what Troy can do defensively because they create turnovers and then get to him early that could be an issue or even last year when Boise was playing Washington State they wanted to go for the jug or maybe it's Oregon State one of the two teams like go for the jugular instead of giving mm-hmm. the ball to McNichols they tried to chuck it and chuck it and just let the team back again. So if their offense or something like that, I could see how Troy will definitely stick around, not because Boise makes some interesting play calling, but because what Troy can do defensively and they could put up points in a hurry. So that's kind of my thing about it. If Boise goes to that, goes to that route, doesn't trust their good players, that's where their issues right. could come around. But this, I think this game is going to be pretty good. And as I wrap these up quite a bit, do you have any Boise questions toward me before, so we can finish this up really quick or any burning questions you guys need to know about the Broncos? Uh, yeah, um, Booker, from your uh, perspective, I know uh, Colorado State's catching a lot of um, hype this this offseason, as is Wyoming. Um, do you see any of those – do you see one of those as a favorites, or do you still see Boise as uh, the big dog this year? Because to me, just looking at them, I think Boise's going to be um, the team to come out of the group of five. I just think uh, they caught some bad breaks the last few years. I think they're kind of due, and I've – um, I, th- I expect Rippin to make a big jump this, uh, for his junior season. But it just seems like, I don't know, it seems like people might be sleeping on the Broncos a little bit. I think maybe a little bit. My prediction, I said this back way back in January when we kind of did our super-duper dumb preview back then for this upcoming year. I picked Colorado State, and I'm sticking with Colorado State because right. they return quarterback, multiple running backs, their defense. Second half of the year was outside of the Idaho game in the bowl was very one of the best teams in the country, like a top 15 team, essentially. But Boise will be in there, but the thing with the Rams, they've never beaten Boise State in the Mountain West. So until they do that, it's hard for me to right. predict them. But 
It'll be like last year. Boise won 10 games tied for the conference lead with New Mexico and Boise State. But out of the Mountain West, like in the Mountain Division, I'd go CSU and then probably Wyoming. You got the Josh Allen hype, but they lost a lot of talent. Brian Hill's gone on their starting running back with the uh, shoot. Yeah. Oh, crap. In the NFL, I forget the team, but he's NFL. Um, Tanner Gentry picked up a free agent deal wide receiver with the uh, with the Bears. And so and they lose a lot that way. And so it's going to be CSU Boise, but in the other division, San Diego State by a mile. So on my prediction now, I've said a million times, San Diego State versus Colorado State. And I think the winner is a very good chance to go to the group of five game. But it depends on what South Florida does because their schedule is pretty weak, in my opinion. Yeah. And they're a good team as right. well. So that's kind of how I think the Mountain was playing out. And Troy, like looking at them, they'll probably be easily one of the top five or even higher teams in the group of five. Like they're probably yeah, they're just behind Boise, behind CSU, San Diego State, and South Florida in that top five mix. That's kind of where I, th- I see mm-hmm. them being at. The only problem with Troy is that Sunbelt is just, it's just the bottom of the group of five. So I think for a team from the Sunbelt, they really got to impress um, in the non-conference. So for Troy, that would be like getting a big win over Boise or such um, to really have a LSU, shot at baby, it. LSU, baby, come and on. Then, uh, you got the you got yeah. LSU man, Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Good. We'll see about that. Um, but like with South Florida, you know, they got a new coach. Um, they're bringing in a guy or an offensive coordinator, Sir Gilbert, who comes from that, you know, Baylor coaching tree. So they're probably going to be asking um, Quentin Flowers to throw it a lot more vertical. Um, we'll see if he if he can really succeed at that. But they do have that soft, soft schedule. Um, but I really, for me, I think the winner, I think it's either going to come down to Colorado State or Boise State. And I think the winner of that division has a really, really good shot um, to win that uh, G5 bid. No, I get you, too. I think it could, it's, yeah, that or, like I said, South Florida. But that's what we got for uh, this evening for a quickish show. We'll get technical difficulties sort of afterwards. So people never know what happens. Like, could have just left it at that. But why not? Stuff happens. But uh, thank you again for hopping on. Check out underdogdynasty.com. Adam Luckett on Twitter, where it's um, Adam Luckett uh, BOS. And, yeah, thanks for hopping on. And um, I'm hoping for a great game to open, open up the season, man. Have a good one. How are you, too, Jeremy? Let's do this again soon. All right. All right, once again, it's Adam Luckett there from Underdog Dynasty. Check us out. Again, we're on TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, uh, every podcast app you want to think about, Blog Talk Radio. And uh, that's our show for tonight. Quickish one. We're back to doing this and back to doing this once again. And, yes, we're biased to get your team, folks. <laughs>